Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Reality Redefined. My name is Nick. And my name is Ian. My name is Ian. No, Hello. no, my name is Ian. Hello, my name is Ian. No, my name is Ian. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I have to. Why I have to explain that to you? Oh, no, right? no, because you said it like you, you said it normal that time. Norm- yeah, I, normally I, I did. Normally you're like, "Hi, my name is Ian." <laughs> <laughs> like, you're well, possessed. You're possessed by Elmo or something. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm going to be possessed by anything, I guess it would be Elmo. Why? I don't know. Just because. Okay. No demon's going to want to live in this. They're like. <laughs> He's, I'm, he's he's a little weird for me. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're not weird, Ian. You're no. just Internally, ex- I am. Eccentric. I didn't even go that far. No. Eccentric, we were going to talk about this earlier. I mean, it's not, you're eccentric not, means I'm rich and weird. Well, no, no, Weird no, is no. just weird. You can be eccentric and not be rich. It's like, who who was it that used to like paint their walls with women's hair? It was some, I don't know. It was some writer. I don't remember who the who it was, though. But they're like, I remember they had, they they hired a woman to paint a room and she used, they had her use her hair as a paintbrush on the walls. I think that's how, what the story was. Huh. But it was, it was, it was an author that did it, but he was like out of his fucking mind. You're not like crazy like that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I'm painting. I'm too lazy to paint anything. Are you kidding? <laughs> Doesn't matter what kind of a brush I'm using. Too lazy to make show notes, let alone paint. Ah. Ah. Is it really laziness if it's more just apathy <laughs> towards everything in life? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> we call that uh, uh, mental disorder. Yeah. Well, I probably can't argue with that. <laughs> Speaking of, mental- but I'm too lazy to go to the doctor to get any prescriptions to take care of that. So. <laughs> Speaking of mental disorders, we've got uh, more conspiracies to talk about today. Yes. You know, real quick, let me, I want to okay. ask you something. I just, uh, just what? Says if Ian's we're, asking me something. If we're going to go on a side sidebar, I'm just. I, I thought we were going to the topic. I didn't know we were going to go sidebar. Well, we always go on a sidebar. That's okay, why I figured right, I'd throw right, something right, in that's right, kind of related. Okay, all right. I, it, it occurred to me that there, we're, we're living in an age where, I mean, we're, we, t- we take this show, this is a fun show for us. Yeah. You know, we have fun with this. But it, I was listening to another podcast, and it was it's not it's not conspiracy theory traitor, related. But they traitor, were, they our show's like an hour long. I, I have there's more than enough time in the week to listen. I know, to it's fucking with you. Go ahead. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, um, and they were talking about some of the con, you know conspiracy theories that are kind of dangerous right now. You yeah. know the the stuff that Trump pushes and QAnon and stuff. Uh-huh. And I started I, I started thinking. Is us not taking these seriously or even giving credence by talking about these, is it dangerous, do you think? Really? Or should we take a much more aggressive approach to our, our distrust of this stuff or our our, our, I think, our credulity about it? I think we do a pretty good job of you know showing our distrust and our, yeah, I mean, the fact that we really think a lot of these are pretty fucking stupid. Because, I mean, you think, you hear some of these things that, that are going around that actual politicians are saying, and these are people who are legislating our lives in a sense. Yeah. And these are people saying these things. And it's like, how dangerous, I mean, is it one of those things where, because conspiracy theories have become so dangerous that we should almost start approaching it like a dangerous subject? 
the way that we so, do with like you know cigarettes or so something. what you're saying is you no longer want to do the podcast. no i love doing this <laughs> i love doing the the show it just and it's not even that i'm thinking asking you that what should we do about it. i'm thinking as just as a as a intellectual uh Question. Question. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. I. Th- I don't really think so. I mean. I. I. I think the people that do listen to our show, all five of them, all all seven of them, yeah, are are doing it because they understand where we're coming from. I think. Yeah. Probably. Okay. I just. I figured if we were going to go off on a side topic, I might bring that because up. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a good point, but I mean, I think that. I mean, I think that was the kind of the whole point of the show was to. Kind of look at it with a comical yeah. point of view, and and really kind of point out some of the stupidity stupidity of it, of it and then also sometimes convince ourselves <laughs> right. that, that they, they really only do happened exist. one time, and and I wouldn't say I was convinced. I was just convinced that there was something else. There was there. a lot more smoke than I would have thought <laughs> for there to be. You know, if there's not a fire, that's yeah. all. No, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, this topic we're going to talk about today though is one that uh this was ian's idea for mm-hmm. a show topic uh mainly because i have never seen these movies before like and i have never seen them i've never seen them i don't even know what they're about okay so today we're gonna to be talking about whether or not we live in a matrix right or a simulation a simulation which i found yeah. out doing show notes that that's what was the point right. of the movie well in a sense i mean there's a lot more going on to, than that but the real world that at the beginning of the first movie that you that we're all supposed to be living in is not real. It's the human race created an AI. It took it was, you know did the whole Terminator thing, tried to take over everything, and war broke out. And because we had, I guess, society had moved towards solar. Um, I, you just adjusted the volume really low. <laughs> okay, I was noticeable, but anyway. Because society moved to a point where every all, all technology was basically running off of solar energy, when the war started and was being lost by the humans, they basically launched enough bombs and shit to basically block out the sun. Okay. So they call it blackening the sky in the movie. Didn't really go into detail how they did it. But as a result, the machines needed power sources. And since human bodies produce a lot of energy, they basically started breeding us and hooking us into, like, turned us into batteries. And in order to keep us alive, because our bodies would function better, they created the Matrix. It was like a a pacification thing. And they created it at first as a utopia, and it didn't work. The the human minds wouldn't accept them as, accept it as real. But when they made it, like, well, you know, life sucks. (laughs) <laughs> so for some reason the believability went up and it and you know but people would fall out they would like realize what was going on they could be able to unhook uh-huh. and there was a you know a group of resistance fighters who were on the outside but had been born and still had the the port so they could go back and forth but because they were aware of it it gave them certain abilities within the matrix because they knew it wasn't real so they could manipulate it gotcha so okay so that's the, that's the basic. So like the premise. whole time through all three of the movies, you know it's all fake. Once you find out in the first film, yes. Okay. Yeah, you know where you're going back and forth. Gotcha. Okay. So well, that's weird. Yeah. No, it's actually a really it's a really clever idea. The thing is, is that what we call the Matrix, and as reference to the conspiracy theory, 
is just a simulation theory, yes. and that's been per- that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Well, not forever, but for many many decades, long before the Matrix. In fact, the Matrix probably came from the, the idea. <coughs> probably. probably came probably, from that. Probably so that we we're, we're just existing in some Alternate. false falsified reality yes. that isn't real. Which we've talked about that recently, also. But yeah. uh, this kind of goes in a different if it. Often right. different direction. Right. So when I was looking up stuff for the show, I came across an article written by a man, uh, man named uh, Matt Steeb, and I was I should have wrote down what website I got this off of. But anyway, back in February 2019, he wrote an article called 15 Reasons Why You Might Be Living in a Simulation." Mm-hmm. I think I said that wrong. It's why we why we might be. I think I said we. Uh, it doesn't matter. The 15, we get the idea. Fifteen reasons why we might be living in a simulation. And he kind of lays out the quote-unquote evidence. Okay. And the evidence is basically what, I don't think he's really, I, I guess I, I don't really get from the article what side of the argument he's on, but he the, he lays it out as these are the 15 reasons that believers in this conspiracy, this is the evidence that they use okay. of why we're definitely living in a, in a, in a simulation. And... Like I said, he doesn't openly kind of go for or against it, but um, he he is kind of open that some of them, the the reasonings and some of the evidence, quote unquote evidence, is kind of out there right. and not exactly very plausible. Well, the very definition of evidence requires proof, yeah, demonstrable proof, and that's obviously yeah. not there. But so I figured for the show today, we kind of run through these fifteen. That's yeah, the fifteen things. Cool. The first one is one we've talked about before, and that's the Mandela effect. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is kind of new to that theory, even though it's the theory itself is old. Yeah. But the Mandela effect is a fairly new concept added that yes. is a, a conspiracy theory on its own, but also lends itself to being blended into others. So, so I'm, I'm going to kind of read through the little paragraph he wrote for okay. the Mandela effect. It says that uh, some people claim to remember TV coverage of Nelson Mandela's death in the 1980s, even though he actually died in 2013. Mm-hmm. The Mandela f- effect is therefore supposedly proof that whoever is in charge of our simulation is changing the past, or alternatively, this is evidence of parallel universes and some individuals have crossed from one universe into another. Right. Um, it says uh, in, in which, so uh, Mandela died in, in the 80s uh, in ours, oh, I'm sorry, I Messed up what it says. It says that some individuals crossed from one universe in which Mandela died in the 1980s in ours where he lived um, to age 95. Additional examples of this phenomenon include some remembering the names of the Berenstein Bears, which we talked about in our Mandela. Well, I don't remember. We did. We talked about the Mandela effect a little bit. I don't think we got into a whole lot, but we talked about the... Berenstein Bears children book series, mm-hmm. uh, where Berenstein is spelled differently. People, yeah. people remember it there. Same with the Flintstones, yep. and yeah, um, and others recalling a non-existent movie from the 1990s called Shazam, starring comedian Sinbad as a genie. Which, if I had to put money on it, I really thought Sinbad was in a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's called Shazam, but there's a movie with with uh, Shaq in it where he plays a genie. Yeah, I think that's what people mistake for it. That, I don't, is that one? Sh- that's not. Shazam, I don't. Right? I don't remember what it's called, but I know there's. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, I know. I know which one. I know which one you're talking. about. But anyway, that's what the 
the little uh, paragraph was. And mm-hmm. like I said, we've gone through that a bunch of different times. Right. There's was would you say the Flintstones was another mm-hmm. one that people don't think it, yeah. people want to say it's the Flintstones and not the the Flintstones. Right. Which the Flynn stones don't make any sense. No. It doesn't make any sense. No. No, I mean, it's Flint. Uh, right. Like Flint The only ones that got me were the Oscar Mayer thing and the Kit Kat with the Oh, that's right. right. That's right. Because you, you. I swore it was M E Y E R and yeah. it's M A E M M A Y E R. So I don't know. And what, what was the other one? The Kit Kat with the hyphen. I couldn't remember if it had one or not. Yeah, a lot of the ones we talked about in that episode. It was like. We just, I didn't remember. Like, it's like. Yeah, it, well, some of them just didn't, like, the Kit Kat one, I never remember it with a, a hyphen. Yeah, and I can't, I just couldn't cat. remember. Like, did it have a hyphen? Did it not? I don't know. I never yeah. paid attention, you know. But as as far as that one goes, just, I'm going to debunk that right off the bat because to me that's just, again, it's it's one conspiracy theory bleeding into another. Yeah. And it's it's still very new, so it, it falls apart as evidence anyway, yeah. so. So number two is called Missing Aliens. Okay. Okay. This says, uh, we've spent billions sending probes through outer space and should probably have found evidence of extraterrestrials by now, right? Mm. Not so fast. Aliens would likely be far technologically advanced than we are. And thinking goes, so the fact that we haven't located them suggests we live in a simulation they've figured out how to escape from or maybe the computer that we're or maybe the computer we're in only has enough ram to simulate one planetary civilization at a time okay well yet <laughs> that's kind of within the simulation that, we can create and imagine you know an entire star wars universe a star an entire marvel universe an entire star trek universe where the, the details are very elaborate you know yeah. i'm but the other thing is, is that that just doesn't take into account the vastness of space. And I forgot whose theory it was. I, I would what say theorem, that any any alien races out there theoretically are either going to be thousands of years behind us or thousands of years ahead of us. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult to find alien races that are the on same, the same level as us or yeah. a similar level than us. So I, um, I would think I, I do think it's a little strange that we have spent a lot of money and sent a lot of probes into space and not come across. I would assume well, that we probably have. There's two things. Yeah, I was going to say, there's two things there. There's one, again, we've only... Just the, begun? Really. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the Voyager probe that we sent out, or whatever that one, in 76. Yeah. The, we sent two of those out. The first one that we sent out has only just reached the edge of our solar system. Yeah. Just the edge. And then it was 40, 45 years ago. Uh-huh. So it hasn't been, it hasn't gone far enough yet. I mean, we're pretty certain there's no, you know, uh, intelligent life in our solar, in our solar system. system yeah. I mean, we can even debate whether or not there's any intelligent life on this planet <laughs> lately. But I think, I think we've debated that before. <laughs> right. However, you know, we're, we're pretty certain there's not intelligent life indigenous to our solar system. Yeah. And if they are capable of coming here, they're also capable of of um, being able to hide themselves from a 1970s, yeah. you know, Earth probe. But, but that's also saying that, I mean, it, it's also equally plausible that we have come in contact with something. Right, that's the other option. And the government is just, just not, not telling not us telling because, us. I mean, that, that's big. That's like, you know, that's history-shattering news when that yeah. happens. And, and, I mean, I would assume... 
I mean, I'd be willing to bet that that the government probably has evidence of aliens being here before. Possibly. Whether yeah. it's Roswell or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, I when it comes to things like that, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm skeptical obviously, but it's far more plausible that that if there is you know, the government's aware if we have been in, in, yeah. visited to some yeah. degree. So, yeah, absolutely. The next one, I did, I mean, I, I consider myself a smart guy. I didn't really understand this next one. Okay. Um, and it's getting, it, so it, it says electrons that can't make up their minds. And like, I'm, not a bi- I'm not a big physics person. So. No, well, I can tell you, you're probably certain that electrons don't have minds. So, yeah. It says in physics, in physics, famous double split, uh, double slit experiment. I don't know why I can't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, electrons are fired at a photosensitive screen through slits in a copper plate, mm-hmm. usually producing interference patterns that indicates wave-like behavior. But when the same experiment experiment is conducted under observation, electrons behave like particles, not waves. And there's no interference pattern. Some have, ta- some have taken this to mean our simulation is conserving its resources and rendering certain things only when it knows we're looking at them. Mm. I'm not exactly familiar with the this. I, I've, I read a little bit about that experiment, and I don't think they actually ever really, they haven't yet determined what caused that. But that's science. That's how science works. You don't you yeah. don't make a statement about something until you have a justifiable reason to say something I, about it. I mean, I, I, mean I, I, I understand what they're saying that yeah. then that in a in a controlled experiment, it, the electrons are 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 are, are, are um, you know are are firing or, or working a certain way, and then in a different one under different circumstances, they're behaving differently. Different. Right, which that's that's not. Right. And either in either case could be nece- you know they're just behaving differently than we expected them yes. to under those circumstances. Yeah. So yeah, because that's how I read the article when I did read it. It was, you know, they expected you know X to happen, but Y happened. Yeah. Well, they don't know why Y happened, but they're figuring it out. Yeah. So yeah, that's again that's another debunked one. All right, how about this one? This is uh, DNA that contains a computer virus. Okay. Okay. In 2017, a multidisciplinary group of researchers at the University of Washington proved that they could embed malicious computer code into physical strands of DNA, which is really interesting. I haven't looked into that one. Okay. Hold on. Let me let me. I'll let you finish because my question. I have a question that you might be able to answer with that. Their aim was to show that computers working in gene sequencing were vulnerable to attack. So they weren't really trying to do. What is being claimed in this? But okay, okay. But they may also have inadvertently revealed that that um, may have revealed that what we perceive to be biological reality was in fact computer code all along. Mm. Well, let me ask you this: Isn't wouldn't that necessarily be somewhat equivalent to just gene manipulation? DNA yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, because we've been doing which, gene which, manipulation for a long time. Right. Um, Technically, we've been doing gene malip- manipulation for centuries. For centuries, look at corn. Corn, corn is exactly. a perfect. Per- like, I was having this conversation with Sean, my my 
youngest, uh, I don't know, probably a week or two back. We talked about it, too. I think maybe even on the last show. Uh, I think we did. The, the fact that... It, uh, oh, I, we did, but it was a couple of episodes yeah. ago. But anyway, that uh, the corn doesn't really exist. Corn, as we know it, is made by humans. Right. It's a hybrid. It's, yeah. it's a hybrid of things, yeah. Um, so that being said, then, I mean, you know, the re- you can look at DNA and and cellular structures and things like that, and we've found ways to apply mathematical properties to those. Yeah. So anytime you have mathematical properties, you're going to find similarities in how the mathematics function here be- to how they function here. Yeah. So you can you can look at the mathematics of DNA and cellular structures and say, well, that's very similar to the mathematical equations and, and structures of computer programs. Yeah. Because that's how math works. It's it's a unifying practice. To me, that's all that is. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's false equivalency yeah, because there's some equivalency. And, and that's not really what they proved in the experiment. Right. It's just what other people are are using the the data to kind of what they're extrapolating from what they yes. want and, and fitting yeah. it in where they want yeah. to. Yeah. So the next one is climate change with a question mark. How convenient. All right. That doesn't seem very convenient to me. <laughs> it says our civilization is just coincidentally um, set on the cusp of, of environmental chaos, suggesting we could be an ancestor simulation created in hopes. Now, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. In hopes that we'd show our creators how to solve an energy crisis. This theory overlaps slightly with the aliens' as simula- uh, simulation quitters theory that uh, were kind of what I mentioned above or before. Um, if we found an innovative solution to the, to the climate crisis, extraterrestrial beings might return um, to, to gain the results. Okay. So basically, they're trying to use us to simulate something to, to save their own society. Okay. Which is interesting. That makes sense. Okay. I was going to ask for clarification because there was a word you used differently that was, uh, it didn't make sense. But that what, What's sense. that? What did I say? Well, when you, when you, I think it was in the first sentence, you said, um, if you want to read it again, just to be clear. Our civilization, just coincidentally, is set on the cusp of environmental no. chaos, suggesting we could be ancestor, an, an ancestor simulation created in hopes that we'd show our creators how to solve. That, the creators part. That's what threw me off. I thought you meant our descendants. Oh, no. In my mind, I'm thinking it's December. Gotcha. Because at for until the very end of that paragraph, I was like, "That's inner light from Star Trek: The Next Generation," <laughs> right there. Basically, the probe shows up, scans Picard, he passes out, and then lives out an entire lifetime that was um, a program in this probe that was sent from a dying race gotcha. that was dying from uh, basically the, cl- the climate. The planet was dying. They killed gotcha. it. So, so this is just so the there there's alien beings out there that um, is having an energy crisis on their own world created this simulation that we're in to help them solve their climate crisis and we have not been able to to do that yet. So we're like a video game but one that's designed to oh, I would think kind of run it, it's it, on its it, own. Like, oh, well, it would be a computer simulation. Right. Well, it's like video games are, I guess. But, yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, it's for me, I, and I've contemplated this before because 
when it comes to self-awareness, which is what really kind of defines us as, as you know, higher functioning primates as humans, uh-huh. um, we're, we can only truly ever be aware of our own personal existence. But I'm very much aware of my existence. Yeah. And I'm sure you are very much aware of your own. Sometimes. And I mean, this, the, these, what I'm saying here really kind of just blows the whole simulation thing out of the water, unless you go by, like, say, the Matrix simulation. But that's theory. kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, but with that, we're, we're, we're working autonomously, though. But we're but not, there's it, no reason for us this, to have. You have to remember, this is all evidence in, in combined to prove that I, we're. In I the guess, I matrix. guess. But I mean, it just. The self is just, it's too clearly defined, at least within our each individual personalities. So speaking of video games, the next one. Is where a video game? Video games look too lifelike. All right. It's called technology. I know that. I know. Okay, so this is kind of long. Let's bear with me for a minute. It okay. says, uh, Elon Musk is a believer in Nick Bostrom's simulation hypothesis, which um, which says that, uh, which, okay, that uh, humanity can survive long enough to create technology capable of running, convincing simulations of reality. It will create um, many such simulations, and therefore uh, there will be lots of simulated realities and only one, and only one, base reality uh so st- so statistically it's probably more likely um we live in a simulation right now he says mm-hmm. further proof that we live in the matrix according to musk is he yeah he is he a believer in this stuff i he must be i guess i know he said some pretty weird things in the okay. past but is uh, is how cool video games are these days in 2016 he explained 40 years ago we had pong Two rectangles and a dot. Now, 40 years later, we have uh, photorealistic 3D with millions playing simultaneously. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality, which is just technology. Right, and that's true. They will eventually, and within our lifetime, probably within the next 20 to 25 years, we will have very, very realistic... VR. Yeah. There's no question. It says even if even if that rate of advancement drops by one thousand from what it is now, it's a given that we're clearly on a trajectory that we're going to have games uh, that are indistinguishable from reality. The, uh, it would seem to follow that the uh, the odds that were based in reality is one in, one is is one in billions. Jesus, why can I not get that last, last sentence yeah. out? But anyway, so yeah, just th- so I, I think that's a so really- his argument for for the simulation. Let me just clear, see if I can clarify this or break this down in a much much more succinct way. His argument for us being in a simulation is that we're on the cusp of creating believable simulations of our own. Yes, that, it, it's it's a dumb it's a yeah, dumb I argument. Mean, it's, well, I mean, it, it's not really even an argument, to be no. honest with you. It's just, it's it just doesn't make sense. You know? yeah. I mean, that would be like an atheist, someone like me, saying, well, there's no possibility of a god because we're too close to becoming gods ourselves. Yeah. You know, that, and that's, <clears throat> that's the, the argument. It's not It's not an argument. It's not even logically sound. But anyway, yeah, it's, it, that it, was garbage. I, yeah, I think that was garbage, too. I, so the I, next, I haven't heard a good one yet. The next one is one we've actually talked about. This is kind of one that 
I can kind of, I mean, obviously I don't really buy into any of these, but right. the next one I think is plausible. Okay. And it's titled Weird News. Okay. Some have proposed that recent unlikelihoods, including Donald Trump's election, Brexit, the 2017 Oscars envelope mix-up, and that year's 25-point Super Bowl comeback could all mean we're in a malfunctioning simulation or whoever is pushing the buttons is screwing with us. Okay. Which we talked about that recently. We did. And, uh, I mean, we can only relate to that because those are things that happen in our lifetime. But think about, like, you know, for someone who lived during the Civil War or lived during the Depression or, you know, or World War One, any, I, I mean, yeah. any number of well, historical look, look things this way. that just... If you, you, know. if you if you want to just look at our recent history, look at look at my grandfather. Okay, uh-huh. my grandfather was born in 1900, so he was uh, what uh, just shy of 20 when World War II ended, right? Yeah, well, 20 or 19. I'm sorry, World, World War One. World War One, yeah. Um, he was in his 30s during the depression. Dur- during the depression. Uh, he was in his 40s when World War One, uh, sorry, when World War Two started. Yep. Um, you know, Korea, Vietnam. This all happened in his right lifetime. So the, there's like a lot of really crazy shit that happened yeah. in his. Well, lifetime. the 20th century. Yeah, I mean that alone yeah. is, uh, kind of proves what what you're saying. What I'm saying that you can't look at the strangeness of current events and be- say say that that's an indication of something weird happening because. Yeah. History is replete with. I those will say. Things. I will say. There like, are some the, weird shit. <laughs> the election of Donald Trump was, and I don't want to be like a political political thing. That was really fucking strange. I mean, like the whole process and, and the way all the whole thing played out. Yeah. Like the rise of the celebrity TV star. Yeah, but if you really, if you really look at it, it, it it's weird. It's weird that that particular reality star, that particular person. Because of how just disgusting of a person he is, he, how he won. But then you, you can look at the things and say it's not unprecedented when you look at that. Because Ronald Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, they're celebrities yeah. who became politicians. I guess. you know. Um, to, and, and if Schwarzenegger had been born in the United States, we would have had a President Schwarzenegger. You know it. Probably. Okay. There's no, yeah. I, I, I don't doubt it. Um, and he would have been a much better choice than Donald Trump, to be fair. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so there is there is a precedent for that. Also, you look at I mean all the com- the, the factors, all the little things. the The fact that the Democrats put Hillary up, which I voted for, but she was not a great choice. No. She was not a she was not a was bankable like, choice. It was a perfect storm. Kind it of really situation. was. It was just the, yeah. all the factors that you if you look at the little details, it all does make yeah. sense. Oh, yeah. It's not that strange. Um, but, you know, you know, we're also living the 21st century has so far granted hasn't there. We haven't had a world war. Yeah. In the first yeah. 21 years. Right. Whereas the 20th century, we by the by the first 21 years, we had had a world war. We hadn't had that. But we've had. Two, well, one really big economic crisis, and we're in the middle of another fairly decent sized one. Yeah, you know that. No, we're no, we're close. And to we, what you know, nine eleven. Yeah. The last twenty twenty years have been pretty eventful. You know, so but it, as as far as it goes for the matrix, it doesn't it doesn't prove it anything. doesn't prove anything. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't it just yeah it's uh 
it's a non-starter when it comes to that kind of yeah. thing. So, so what's the next one? All right. So the next one is this says quarks with computer code. Okay. Do you know what that is? Um, no. Okay. Because I, I'm, for some reason, I drew a complete blank on what quarks were. I know well, it's, I know it's a physics thing, but I don't remember what they are. Let me see. I'm just gonna Google it real quick because yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know either. Uh, is a type of elementary particle yeah. and a fundamental. Con- um, okay, all right. It's just a fundamental piece of matter, basically. Okay. So quarks with computer code. Seemingly not crazy ther- uh, theoretical physicist James Gates, which I don't know who James Gates. I've never heard of him before. Claims he has identified what appears to be actual computer code embedded in the equations of string theory. That describe that, that describe the fundamental particles of our universe. He says he found error correcting codes. They're what make web browsers work. He says apparently. So why were they in the equation? I was studying about quarks and electrons and supersymmetry. Okay. Well, there's two two things to that. One goes back to the mathematics we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And then the second thing is, is that, um, oh shoot, I had it in my head. I was thinking it when you're talking, and I just it just went left. Uh, go ahead. Oh no, it just like it, it kind of goes into what we were talking about before. Yeah, mathematics. It, it, yeah. It's a lot. It's you can look at at at, at these studies and, and the things that they find. You can look at it in several different ways, and you can take the information. And bend it to whatever right until until strange when idea it comes, you have. when it comes to theoretical physics of course I mean there's always going to be until the math is is completely is complete math has to be complete for it to be absolutely true because when you're dealing with theoretical physics you can't there's it's you can't demonstrate it because it's all theoretical so the math eventually has to work out perfectly but because of the way math works and if you're applying mathematics to any anything else. There's going to be overlap because even though there's an infinite number of numbers, yeah. you're, you can only work with a finite amount of numbers with, with anything you're doing mathematically. Yeah. So, And I think a lot of that kind of – some of that kind of plays into the next one too. The next one is why does our universe have rules, in quotation marks, in the first place? Because okay. it wouldn't function otherwise. <laughs> okay. So MIT cosmologist Max Tegmark – has pointed to our universe's strict laws of physics as possible evidence that we're living in a video game. If I were a character in a, in a computer game, I would also discover eventually that the rules seem completely rigid and mathematical. In this theory, the speed, of, the speed of light, the fastest rate at which any particle can travel, represents the speed limit for transmitting information within the network of our simulation. That we know of right now. That we know of right now. Because yes. there are actually theories of both traveling faster than light and trans and transmitting information faster, faster than, than light. light. Yeah. So, which we just talked about that on one of the last uh, episodes. Well, also, I think the theory of FTL for sure, but I, yeah. I don't know about information. But yeah, you know whether it's subspace or whatever you want, scientific or science fiction term you want to apply to it. There are people working on theories for that and possible solutions down the road. Yeah. So the next one is one that. Um, <laughs> If I was having an argument with like a six year old, okay, 
is probably well, or is, Republican or is probably the way that they would word it. Okay, it's um so number <coughs> so number ten is we're already up to number ten of fifteen by the way. Oh, okay, number ten. It's not actually possible to prove we're not living in a simulation. You can't prove it. You can't disprove a negative. I've, <laughs> All right, we've had this conversation. So uh, it says it may be it may be easier to prove that we're living in a simulation than prove that we're not. Nuclear physicist, whatever his name is, I can't pronounce this guy's name. I'm not even going to fucking try. Okay. Believes that comet. Yeah, I'll, I'll spell it. It's Z O H R E H. Zor. Zoray. Zor. Zor. D a v o u d i, Devoudi, 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 believes that cosmic rays, the most ener- energetic particles known to man, would appear as pixel-like chunks if we are within a simulation, and un- unending beams if we're ba- in, if it were based in reality. Meanwhile. NYU philosopher uh, David Chalmers doubts it's possible to prove that we don't live in a in the matrix. Um, you're not going to get proof that we're not in a simulation because any evidence that that could that, I'm sorry, if any evidence that we could get if where'd you learn how to read? Hold on, man. I've been <laughs> hold on. because I I might have wrote this down. I just didn't hold on. Okay. Because any evidence that we get could be simulated. That's what I was trying to say. I, I worded it wrong when I typed okay. it out. <laughs> so hold on. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think I wrote, I typed it backwards. Okay. So unicorns exist because we can't prove they don't exist because they won't let us prove that they don't exist. I just think it's funny. It's like, that's, I mean, the, the evidence that we're in, living in a simulation is that you can't prove that we're not living in a simulation. And the simulation is designed to, Constantly make it so we can't prove it. Yeah, yeah. It, that's that's what I just said. Unicorns don't exist. Or unicorns exist because we can't prove they don't exist, and they won't let us because they won't let us prove that they don't exist. Yeah, it's it's a circular argument. Yeah, it's one that, uh, like I said, I'll, uh, it's definitely it's definitely elementary arguments argumentation. The next sure. one is the Goldilocks zone. Okay, which I think we've talked about. Well, we get this. You get this a lot with young Earthers and things like that. I, yeah, I think when we were talking about, I think it was on our flat Earth episode. Possibly, yeah. We talked about this. All right, so it says that uh, Earth exists within that uh, astrobiolog exists in what astrobiologists uh, astrobiologists is that how you say that? Holy shit. Astrobiologist. Yes, that's okay. what I said. Yeah, I don't know. You look like you look like you were struggling. <laughs> it's just uh, I don't know if I've ever if I've ever read that word. Before. I don't think there. I, I didn't even know there was a a, a, a doctrine or a you know. Sure, a, why not? The first whatever. one to me, astrobiologist uh, outside of sci-fi. I've heard yeah. it in sci-fi, but I didn't know it was a real thing. Apparently, it's a real thing. Okay. Uh, called the uh, called the Goldilocks zone, close enough to a star that greenhouse gases can trap heat um, to keep liquid water. Uh, but far enough away, the planet does not become a Vesuvian hot, a hot house. Right, right. Which is kind of a weird phrase, too. Yeah, it's, it's uh, <laughs> well, it's it's, it's Mount Vesuvius. It's yeah, rather I mean, poetic. Yeah. Vesuvian hot house. I like that. Speaking of that, was that uh, was that Mount Vesuvius that erupted for Pompeii? Yeah. Do you ever see the pictures of the guy that was like it looked like he was masturbating when he? 
<laughs> I have seen that. And you know what? If I if, if if a nuclear bomb is going off and I know I'm not getting away from it, he's I like, might be considering doing the same thing. Just, like, just fuck ah, it, you know. Fuck it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm gonna relax I'm gonna, myself. One I, last might as well time. get off before you get off, right? You know. But yeah, uh, that was funny. Anyway. I, was, I just came across some of those pictures not too long ago, within the last couple of months, mm. and I was like, oh my god, yeah, that guy's obviously. He's actually kind of a famous but... guy now. He's the you know that picture's made its rounds. It's pretty viral now. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, anyway. All right, uh, so what was that? Uh, that we live, live in such an orbital, orbital sweet spot is circumstantial evidence for a simulation, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, if our sim designers wanted to succeed, it makes sense that they'd place us in such a, cu- a cushy environment. Well, I mean, that so, could be so an So the argument. fact that we live in this, like, zone with the, with the correct kind of environment mm-hmm. To foster life? That's right. not... Well, that's like... I mean, to me, that's like saying, you know, we live in the northern hemisphere, or, or not even the north, northern hemisphere. We live where we live in a minor climate because we can't live in the Arctic, technically. Yeah. So, you know, the, the argument is that that's simulated. No, I mean, it's just where we're born. So, you know, it just happened to be born in that area because that's where the area works. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, the earth is in the Goldilocks zone, and we know it because we're here to know it. Yes. <laughs> it has yeah. nothing to do with what, you know, that, again, that kind of implies design. I mean, that argument could be made for God, too, you know, where God put us here. We're here because God created yeah. us, and that's, you know, it's the same. It's Again, it goes to design, and that's, you know. Like I said, that topic comes up a lot in that argument. So the next one is one that we've talked about recently also, but maybe not in this context. So it's uh, it makes more sense than ghosts. All right. Okay. I, I, I know where this is going, but okay, yeah. So it says uh, paranormal events are not hauntings or mm-hmm. alien encounters, but glitches in the simulation, which we've talked about glitches recently. Right. This theory is one that, that most – this is – one that uh, is more explored on Reddit forums like r slash are we living in a simulation and r slash glitch in the matrix, which I am not a Reddit person. Do you ever go on Reddit, by the way? I, I look at the the just the, the headlines. I don't, yeah. Well, really... Sometimes when I'm bored at yeah. work. But it says uh, where users explore big ideas in, philoso- in philosophy funneled into uh, the details of the odd or the occult. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of good stuff on Reddit that you can get just for entertainment purposes, yeah. obviously. I mean, these like are just people. Crazy conspiracies. Well, apparently. right. There's people on there who are, you know, who are arguing and, or not arguing, but discussing real philosophical um, things. And, and, you know, they're just like us, but some of them are coming up with pretty good things. But yeah. it's a lot of that, too. It's, you know. It says uh, a storefront exists in a town one day, then it doesn't. Explanations include a slip between parallel timelines or a pop-up. Mm-hmm. A car passenger sees the word render in the sky as if entering a new part of a video game. Elevators are frequent are a frequent setting for glitch stories. The jump between floors seems to encourage a slip uh, within dimensions. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the actual movie The Matrix, um, once the Keanu Reeves character Neo is introduced to the matrix they go in now as a result of the machines trying to keep the humans 
complacent and batteries, they have computer programs that come in and they're uh, agents. Okay. Um, so they can manipulate the matrix and they can take over individual people. So like if you're, you, you, you're running from agent two over here and you run into a room and to a room where there's another person that that agent can become that person regardless at one point right after neo finds out about all this they take him back into the matrix to go find something and there's a cat that walks by him and he turns around and he looks and the cat same cat walks by him again it's but it's the, like the exact same thing he goes wow deja vu and they go what he's like deja vu i just saw, i thought i saw that cat you know whatever like no, that's that's them resetting something because the agents are here coming after us. Oh, okay. So deja vu in the matrix is, is a glitch. Is a glitch or a or gotcha. the system doing something, manipulating something. You know, so and that goes back and the matrix came out in nineteen ninety nine. So we're talking pre anything, you know, a lot of the techno babble that was very common to us now. The rendering in the sky, I've never I've never heard of anyone seeing the word render no. in the sky. But I mean that again, that's something you, you would create if you're creating a, an idea of of this because when we're watching something on our laptops and it needs to buffer, what does it say? It says rendering or buffering, yeah, yeah. you know? I don't know. It's silliness. No one would have suspected it to say render. No one would have seen render in the sky in nineteen fifty. I know that. You know what I, know I mean? That. I know, I know. So the next one is we already know what the bricks of our matrix are. Okay. Were there bricks in the matrix? No. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Because bricks are in quotation marks. So maybe like the building blocks maybe. Right. I, I think that's what it's probably referring to. There was keys. Okay. There was keys. A lot of that, um, um, metaphor to keys, but no. So this says, according to simulation believers, we may have already found the pixel-sized building block. Of the universe, the Planck length, which I believe is Max, I think is that how you pronounce his name. Planck was the mm. he was a um, a German uh, physicist in the okay. early 1900s, I believe. Okay, but anyway, the Planck length is P L A N C K. Okay, we'll we'll say Planck for the sure, sake of argument. The point at which our concepts of gra- gravity and space time no longer apply. If our world is simulated, the Planck length would be equivalent to one bit of information or a pixel. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't, I, I don't well, know. I, I'm not really understanding the statement. So what is the Planck? That's what I was trying to look at. I mean, it, it kind of summarizes it. The Something to do with the length of, or the extent of gravity or something? or the. Um, so... So I looked it up here. Can anything? So the Planck length is it's the smallest possible distance in the universe. Oh. Okay. Well, the that would be the probably the space between atoms, wouldn't it? it says these three quantities are known as the Planck mass, which comes out to about two hundred. I'm sorry, twenty two micrograms. The Planck time around. Uh, Oh, 10 minus 43 seconds. And then, uh, well, I'm sorry, to the negative thir- 43rd. Okay. And the uh, Planck length, about uh, 10 to the negative 35th in meter- meters. So it's a very, very minute. Huh. So I guess that's the 
bricks. But see, even that's I'm I'd be curious to see because if you're talking when you said that, I mean the, the initial statement was the the minimal amount of space between matter. Is that what you said? Is that what that thing said? It said just the summary, the the initial summary. The smallest possible distance in the universe. Okay. The small distance, you have to have two points in order to have distance, correct? Yes. So two points, the, in my opinion, the smallest, I'm not a physicist, but the smallest distance between two points would be the, the distance between two separate atoms. I would believe so. That so makes sense. existing within the same matter. So so that's uh, the pixels, apparently. I guess. I I don't know how that's evidence of <laughs> it's the It's not. Simulation. Well, I mean, it's not. It That's just a hypothesis that says that. If we could view that space, it would be a pixel. We would be able yeah. to articulate it as a pixel or visualize it as a pixel. Okay. All right. So the next one is we've already we're already good at making simulations, and we're getting even better. So this kind of goes back to the computer right. aspect, which we were saying, yeah, the technology thing. Yeah. So it says, hold on, let me scrub a little bit. <clears throat> In 2014, the Harvard Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics connected 8,000 computers to create a 350 million light year simulation of our universe and digitally aged it over 13 billion years, which that's really fucking cool, by the way. I'd like to, I, I'd like to actually check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, that, which okay. is the simulation of the existence of our, our universe, yeah, our, our, yeah, yeah. yeah as, we, as we understand it. It's about fourteen billion, but okay. Yeah the the Sims video game franchise has sold over one hundred and twenty five million copies in its first decade. Shows we're interested in playing with simulations too. Okay, so I don't know exactly right. where this is going. Um, if and when a future version of humanity finds themselves with the ability to create more realistic simulations, it wouldn't be a surprise if they opted to use it. We already are, in a sense. That's what VR is, right? Yeah, we already have. We're doing it, and we're it's rudimentary still, but yeah, there's no question. If they create a fucking holodeck, people are going to be using it, and their yes. chances are they're going to be using it for sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's what a majority of the internet is. Right, so. exactly. I mean, all technology is pushed forward. <laughs> in fact, there's probably some geek out there desperately trying to create a, a holodeck a faster, well, in his lifetime so he can get laid. Well, that's why, uh, well, that's probably why internet has gotten faster, because people need their porn faster. Exactly. You know, I, I you can't think, watch those five minute clips and they take four hours. Five, five minutes. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes you sometimes you like to work yourself up a little you cuddle, bit. Cuddle cuddle with yourself? What do you mean? No, you just get, get a little work up, you know. Oh, God. Let it All simmer right. a little. Oh my god. <laughs> was the guy in Pompeii letting yeah. it simmer? No, he was rushing. He was uh, <laughs> he was simmering himself. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was about to be overcooked. <laughs> All right, so the final last one. Okay. Which is just kind of, it's not evidence that we're living in a simulation at all, but. It makes it, you think. It does, because it's the way people perceive this exact same thing. Differently? Drastically different. Yeah, okay. So this says, Yanni versus Laurel. Okay. okay. That's that that word. Or so this. remember, it says, this is what it says. It says, remember in 2015. When the when the world flipped out because we looked at the same photo, and some of us saw a blue dress while others saw a gold dress, or the Yanni Laurel fiasco of 2018, 
Um, it says, uh, there was also a less explosive blue gold white flip-flop debate of 2016 which i don't remember that one I but i do remember the dress and the yanny laurel thing right uh say what you will about pitch and volume and color saturation saturation these controversies made one thing clear each of us lives in our own world this is no really which i mean it, we do we all perceive things differently right right uh, what what we perceive, perceive as reality is in fact partly a simulation created by our brains uh, using our past experiences, which is true, to help us process the fragments of data that we're receiving. To put another uh, put it another way, there is no spoon. Yeah, that's from the Matrix. Okay, because I don't know what that was. Uh, I'll explain so. it to you in a second. Okay. Um, so yes, you're right. I mean, it doesn't. I don't even think it makes you think because. Perception is a, a, a combination of many things. It's primarily, though, it's our, our 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 understanding of things yeah. relative to how other people understand it. Um, it's our our um, experience that leads us to determine, you know, differences or, or similarities between whatever. Uh-huh. And it's also we're also limited to how we what we use to perceive our senses which are very very fallible our vision our hearing our sense of touch our sense of taste everything that we the things the five senses that we have are fantastic uh-huh. but they're also very limited and very flawed because you know people wear glasses because their eyes are bad people are blind deaf some people don't even have sense of touch, you know, because of nerve problems. Mm-hmm. So my point is, is that our experience and our limitations, physical limitations, are going to define how each individual person perceives something. Yeah. Whether it's a blue dress or a gold or a black, whatever the colors were. Blue it, and gold. Blue and gold. It, you know, it's. It was, but it was very interesting how, like, <clears throat> how drastic it was, like. It wasn't like subtle differences, like blue. No, I mean and that, that blue was and big. gold are very different. Yeah, it was, it was big and weird, but it's also there's there's any number of of rational non simulation reasons why that would be why that would occur. Yeah, is my point. Yeah. Now the fact the thing about the spoon is Neo is supposedly he's believed by Morpheus Larry um, Lawrence. Uh, Fishburne's character. Okay. That Neo is the chosen one. He's the one who's going to say he's the savior of the human race from the machines. So he takes him to the Oracle, who's a, also a computer program, um, but a free computer program. And takes him to this apartment with all these other people who also suspect could be the chosen one. Mm-hmm. And he sits down next to this child who's dressed like a, like a Dalai Lama. And the kid's bending spoons with his mind. And, you know, Neo's kind of curious. And basically he says, it's not about bending the spoon. It's about realizing that the spoon is doesn't exist. There is no spoon. Because they are legitimately in the story in the Matrix. There is no spoon. So it's easy to bend it with your mind once you realize it doesn't exist. Mm. Just like it's easy to fly through the air if there's no such thing as gravity in gotcha. the simulation. Gotcha. You know? okay. The same reason a video game character can, you know, 
do things that we make them do in video games, you know, mm, that okay. kind of thing. So. Makes sense. But uh, I don't know. It's just uh, I thought they were kind of some of them were interesting. Some of them were yeah. kind of strange. But to me, it's all just it's all we're not. We're not it, living in a simulation. No, it's fanboy. It's it's fanboy fantasy. Yeah. The idea it's it's for people who saw those movies, enjoyed those movies and either can't like or said, don't want to cope with the reality of life. But you but like you said the 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 simulation Simula- conspiracy has been around longer than the movie. Right. So. Because as, as we're we're human humans are we're animals that tell stories. Yeah. I mean a play is a simulation. Yeah. We're we've been doing simulations for a, yeah. you know 2000 years. So you know, the Romans were doing fucking plays. The Greeks were doing plays and writing. I mean, yeah. stories. I mean, those are simulations of a sense. But, I mean, I just had those 15 things, and I just thought they were, they were kind of yeah, cool it was, to run through. Yeah, it was fun. I like, it was easy to debunk them all, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but uh, at least, uh, you know, break them apart intellectually. Yeah. I don't know if we debunked anything. but No, no, know. no. But, uh, I don't know, if any got any questions or comments, you can email us at uh, content. I'm sorry. I almost gave you the wrong email address. Uh-oh. Ian, what's our email address? I don't know. <laughs> it's actually realityredefinedpod at gmail.com. Mm. It feels you like- were thinking at we the lizard people. No, no, no. I was going to tell you the email address for the, the Life in General podcast. Oh, Life in General. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ian, speaking of Twitter, what is our Twitter handle? We the liz- at we the lizard people. Yep. yep. So there you go. People's PPL. So. That's, uh, that's and, where you can find and us. And ladies and gentlemen, if if a volcano is about to blow up near you, Feel free to rub, whip it, rub whip, one out, rub one out. Yep, <laughs> whip it out. Whatever, whatever. You know, <laughs> double click, double click that mouse if you have to. Whatever it's it coming, takes. It's coming. It's <laughs> coming. The lava. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. All right, man. Well, until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you took over if you wanna hang. Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub. Hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know they see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Know they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a ghost smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear to God, nigga.